the explosive new film, Flynn, Deliver the Truth, Whatever the Cost, exposes secrets behind the government's takedown of General Michael Flynn. Flynn knew what the intel world had been up to. He ordered the first audit of the use of contractors. This set off alarm bells. He told the truth. He was the most dangerous person for Donald Trump to hire. They had to get rid of Flynn. Flynn, Deliver the Truth, Whatever the Cost. Available now. Watch it today. Go to SalemNow.com. SalemNow.com. And the lifelong trader. This is the Biz 1440. KYCR Golden Valley, Minneapolis, St. Paul. News. I'm Bob Agnew in Washington. Israel has renewed its calls on the social media and uh, elsewhere on the Internet and in leaflets dropped from the air for residents of northern Gaza to relocate further south. Hamas, meanwhile, urging them to stay in their homes, even as Israel apparently is planning a ground offensive in response to the terrorist attack last week. The BBC's Yolanda Nell has more details now from Jerusalem. We had a briefing with the Israeli military a short time ago. They said that um, they're telling people that there are there's a safe corridor for uh, a few hours, for another approximately three hours. Um, but they said they know it's going to take time. We're recommending to people not to delay. Uh, they've got two roads which they've said people can pass along from the north to the south, one in the center of the Gaza Strip, the other one is a coastal road. The UN and aid groups say a rapid exodus could cause untold human suffering. This is SRN News. Summer means road construction in Minnesota. If you're behind the wheel, work zone safety is part of your job too. Slow down in work zones. Remember, slower speeds save lives. Put away distractions and keep your eyes focused on the road. Move over when you can to give crews more room to work. When we all work together, everyone gets home safely. This message brought to you by the Minnesota Department of Transportation, the Minnesota Broadcasters Association, and this station. Looking for a new way to give back to your community, learn new skills, and make a real difference? Consider volunteering with your local fire department. The majority of U.S. firefighters and emergency responders are volunteers, answering the call when their community needs them. Be part of a dedicated team of volunteers who step up and protect their community from all types of hazards. You can be the difference. There's no typical firefighter. Anyone can volunteer to serve their community. Volunteering as a first responder is really about having the heart and drive to make a difference where it's needed most. Aside from helping your community and being there for those in need, being a member of the Volunteer Fire Service provides many benefits, including an opportunity to learn new skills and join a family that will serve with you, always have your back, and train you to be the best version of yourself. Your community needs you. Will you answer the call? Learn more and find a local volunteer opportunity at makemeafirefighter.org. That's makemeafirefighter.org. The Ramsey Show. Never use a life insurance policy as an investment vehicle. 100% of those suck mathematically. There is never a case where leasing a car makes sense. Never do payday lending. There is never a case where going into debt at 18% interest on a credit card makes sense. These are all stupid things. They go in one bucket, the stupid bucket. No-nonsense financial talk. Weekday afternoons from 1 to 4 here on The Biz 1440. Portions of the following program may have been pre-recorded. Turn all the lights on and kill the noise. The Biz 1440 presents the best two hours of economic news and commentary. Let's just say I know a guy who knows a guy who knows another guy. It's the King Banyan Show, your source for penetrating economic insight, razor-sharp analysis, and unflinching universal thought. The process of getting inflation back down to 2% has a long way to go and is likely to be bumpy. Everything you need to maintain clarity and stay ahead of the economic curve. If you're going to fix complicated problems, you have to learn how to fix simple problems first. Now, here's Professor King Banyan. Good morning and welcome. King Banyan Show, The Biz 1440. Thank you so much for spending time with us today. Glad for you to be here on, well, last week was, uh, I think that was right, right? Last week was uh, was Jobs Jobs Saturday. So that, what does that make this week? What does that make this week? You're right. It's, it's Inflation Saturday. We don't really call it a thing, but this is the week where we got the inflation data and we got lots of inflation data. And 
depending on what you want to read, depending on how you want to think about things, uh, you now have enough to sort of come to your own conclusions about where about whether or not inflation is moderating, stubborn, sticky, or by some measures even perhaps reaccelerating. Here's the problem with inflation data, you know, in a nutshell. It all depends on which prices you choose to measure. And it, you can tell when there's a political debate at near the peak of a rate hike cycle because all of a sudden the proliferation of inflation indexes leaving out this, that, and the other just goes to 11. They, you just get way, you, everyone's got their own little index. And, and, and you get the snarky commentary, right? What do you mean inflation minus food and energy and used cars? So as long as I don't eat and, and don't and don't have a used car to put gas into, and so I don't use gas either. This will be my inflation rate. Yeah, everything is out there. Look, nobody cares really what the number for September is. You do only because it tells you something about October and November and December. It's like wake it's like waking up the next morning and going, "Well, how did the twins do last night?" Right? There are some of us when I was going, you know, when we were talking talking about old times and so forth and old souls. I still carry a newspaper to work every morning. Even though I read just about all my news online, I still keep a newspaper in hand because it feels right. It feels like you should be able to have the news at your fingertips anytime you want. And to me, those fingertips were covered in ink. But everyone wants to, you know, but so when we publish the data, the data that gets published is data for a previous month. Most of the time, sometimes it's survey data for consumer sentiment or business sentiment. And that's sort of like, here's the current number. But when we report to you that the consumer price index was up um, 3.7% year over year through September, September of 23 versus September 22, that's all stuff in the in, in that, that's already happened. And it's not really all that newsy, except as a way to think about, well, what might happen next? What might happen next to inflation? What might next happen to monetary policy? What might next happen to, this was the week where if you're a person drawing Social Security, you got told, here's the number we, this, this was the week they published the number that told you how much your Social Security benefits go up for 2024. Okay? That's actually news you can use. That's news that you, you, you get to, to plan on. By the way, that number that the Social Security number uses is 3.2%. Now, isn't that interesting to you? I don't know. It's interesting to me. The cost of living adjustment for, for, 23, for 2024, 3.2%, rather than in, in 22, we, we had to adjust... Social Security payments, 8.7% for the inflation that year. So we're giving people, we're giving people the, the opportunity to think about whether or not they have, you know, to think about, well, inflation's come down. It's not 8.7 anymore. But what's interesting about that, the CPI they use to adjust the Social Security payments is different than the one we announce to you every every month. Inflation Saturday says 3.7, then you see your Social Security up to 3.2%. That's because they're using a different basket of goods and services to do the CPI adjustment for Social Security than what we think of as the, the headline number, CPIU, where the U stands for Urban Dwellers. 
people who live in cities. Instead, we use CPIW, where the W represents wage earners. And they have different baskets. And those different baskets imply different inflation rates. So back to the back to the beginning of where I started five minutes ago. The inflation rate is pre you know <laughs> the inflation rate is subject to all kinds of interpretation. There's an old joke in economics. I perhaps I'm not sure I've ever told this one on the air, but it's one of the oldest jokes in economics. Right? Three people apply for a job. The first one comes in as a mathematician. And the and and the the employer or the HR director says, I have a question for you. What is two plus two? And the mathematician says, four. And and said, Oh, okay. Thank you very much. The next 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 person coming in to apply for the job has a doctorate in statistics. HR director says, "What's two plus two? The 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 statistician says, two plus two plus two is approximately equal to four. Approximately, yeah, because there could be sampling bias. There could be other right. Oh, okay. Thank you very much. Third, the third uh, applicant comes in is an has a is a PhD economist. The HR director says, what's two plus two? The economist gets up, pulls the shades, turns down the turns the lights down, and then leans over the table and says, what would you like it to be? There was supposed to be a rim shot there, Spencer. <laughs> I thought that's how subtle that joke is. You can't even tell where the punchline is. Uh, anyway, that joke is sort of like, is sort of how I tell Tell, tell students about inflation rates. The inflation rate is whatever you would like it to be, depending on how you decide to measure the basket of goods and services that you're using to measure CPI. That's what CPI is. There are people who work at the Bureau of Labor Statistics whose job it is to go collect prices with a very explicit set of instructions. And then they take all those prices and they weight them by how much that particular good counts in your basket. When you hear all of these other inflation rates that are being announced, all they did was zero out some of those areas say, well, let's, let's pretend you didn't buy any of that. Let's pretend you didn't buy any of that. Let's pretend you didn't buy any of that. Then that's what the number would be. Well, that's great. What's the, what's the rationale for doing it? And that's where you finally get to the answer of why do we spend so much time talking about inflation? And why do we look inside all of these numbers? It's because, again, what happened in the rearview mirror is like finding out last night's baseball score. The game's over. It's done. You can read what happened. You can do, do that all out. But in terms of what affects your daily life, yeah, I know. If, it, if, the, if it's the Twins losing the third game in the, in the series against, uh, against Houston, it it will put a it'll put a damper on your day, but in terms of what your decisions are, doesn't really matter very much. Unless you're going to decide that uh, two bad games at Target Field is going to influence whether or not you buy tickets to go see them again next year. But the reason we pick out those numbers is we think there are weight filters through which we can run this price data from which we can glean what's the direction of prices in the future. If we don't have that, if we don't do that, then I don't know why we spend, I don't know why we do inflation week. We're trying to figure out where, what the inflation rate's going to be three to six months down the road. I'm trying to guess the next number based on the numbers I have so far and my knowledge of what, what decisions people will make based on those numbers. So in that sense, yeah, I do want to spend some time looking at the inflation data, but it's not, to, it's not just to capture what happened in the past, but it's about actually trying to forecast the future. When people tell you they want to look at core CPI, it's because they argue that the, that the price levels in, in uh, food and in, in gas 
just fluctuate a lot up and down, and they just introduce a lot of noise. And if you take those out, you'll get a better sense of the trend to forecast the future. It's not that they think you don't buy food and gas. It's because they're trying they're trying to find a filter. When I report out year-over-year numbers rather than monthly numbers, it's because I think because I think I believe I tell you on 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 this show, pretty much every week, week to week, and even month to month fluctuations in things like price levels or interest rates or even consumption and investment probably don't tell you a whole lot because there's a lot of noise in those data. So we the reason we're fil- so. We give you that year-over-year number to say, well, if we filter, if we just average out the last 12, we, if, or we just sum up the last 12, we probably have a better feel of what the trend is. So here's the trend. Core CPI year-over-year stayed at 4.1. CPI, headline CPI, went up one-tenth. Okay. You can run all the filters you want. You can pull out this, that, and the other and say, well, we don't count used cars or, or you know, services we do, housing services, we do that really badly. And I just go back to say, um, well, scoreboard, baby. The scoreboard says we made no progress on inflation. And you can say, say well, we are. We are making progress. We just don't see it yet. Okay, well, that's a story you can tell. I might believe you. I might not believe you. But right now, the scoreboard says... You didn't make any progress. We'll show you more of the scoreboard right after these messages. You're listening to The King Banyan Show on The Biz, 1440. Whether you're preparing for a typical Sunday morning or a special holiday service, you'll find an array of helpful, creative tools from Worship House Media. From countdown timers to sermon illustrations, visit worshiphousemedia.com. That's worshiphousemedia.com, a division of Salem Media Group. Get ready for an unforgettable night of laughter with the hilarious comedian Jeff Allen. Not only do I have attention deficit, I'm also a functioning hypochondriac. Don't miss your chance to see Jeff Allen's Are We There Yet comedy tour. Those days I've convinced myself I need an ambulance. By the time I get to the phone to call one, I've been distracted four or five times. Join us on Thursday, November 16th at Celebration Church in Lakeville. Go to TwinCitiesBusinessRadio.com and save up to $10 per ticket. That's TwinCitiesBusinessRadio.com. Greece is cheap. But the airfare costs a fortune. Paris? Not much closer. And again, airfare... What about Puerto Vallarta? Let's face it, flying anywhere is just too expensive. Wait, what's this? Low-cost airlines. With one call to low-cost airlines, you'll drastically slash your travel costs. We're talking insanely low airline prices to any of your favorite destinations. Where would you like to go? London, Rome, Costa Rica, Australia? Wow, that's cheap. So why wait? Call now to learn how crazy cheap it is to fly anywhere in the U.S. or international. Our prices are so low, we can't publish them. The only way to get them is to call to instantly hear the most amazing best deals on airline travel. It's that easy. So call now and start packing. 800-719-5601. That's 800-719-5601. Hey, listen up. Paige Rue here, host of Reloaded, a reality show about my life as a girly girl raised in a gun store. Yes, you heard that right, a gun store. We're a family-owned range in Phoenix, Arizona. I'm a firearms instructor, and my passion is to empower Americans to exercise their Second Amendment rights. It's so fun to go to work and see my parents, brothers, and sisters. We all work hard, but leave it to the boss, a.k.a. my dad, to get us off task. There's always one in the family. And this season, I'm preparing for my first shooting competition called Tactical Game. Being my first competition, you'd think I'd start out small, but nope. I have a go big or go home attitude. This event not only takes shooting skill, but physical fitness. And some of these competitors are professional athletes. Ugh, I'll need to recruit some help to ensure I don't feel miserably. Watch my goofy family run three successful gun ranges while I prepare for the most difficult event of my life. There is no downtime with us. You can find every episode now only at SalemNow.com. 
iBelieve.com helps women wrestle with the deeper issues of their faith. Drop by for blogs and daily devotionals for women, plus articles on relationships, health and beauty, parenting, and more at iBelieve.com, a division of Salem Media Group. iBelieve.com. Welcome back. King Banyan Show, the Biz 1440. Thank you for listening today. So I I have, uh, if you're going to use filters, and my, my point is, you know, the way you the way you decide whether or not you're going to um, listen to an inf- to numbers on inflation is like, well, I have a story in my head. So if I think inflation's running too hot, as I as many listeners do, I I think who listen to this show, um, then you're gonna you're gonna like what I have to say when I look at CPI in certain ways but when i filter it in other ways you'll go oh no no that's just ridiculous and you'll start you'll start making fun of of how we do it the point is the point is it is a it is a methodology that has makes certain assumptions and because you have to hold something constant you have so what you're doing is cpi is basically a way to measure what is here's this basket of goods and if i try to buy that same basket of goods each month what happens to the cost of buying that basket when i hear people say x this and x that i'm going to remove food i'm going to remove used cars i'm going to remove shelter and so forth they're basically saying well what would it cost me to buy this basket versus that basket a basket that includes rent versus a basket that excludes rent Okay, you might say, well, I'm going to exclude rent because it's measured badly. They're right. It is measured badly. But if I'm going to compare, but the the point going back to first principles is CPI tells me how much it costs to buy a basket of goods. I can't change the basket every dang month in order to get to the number I really want. So... I'm going to take you through these data because I pulled up and, and tweeted out to you, tweeted out, and I just retweeted it using our hashtag pound KBRS. By the way, the hashtag now uh, works in uh, works again in Hootsuite, which is my preferred uh, my preferred uh, uh, reader of social media because it allows me to look across uh, uh, multiple platforms: Instagram, uh, uh, LinkedIn, Twitter. It does a lousy job on Facebook. Um, it's really not useful for that, but that's okay. Um, I'm going to take you through what we're trying to measure here. Um, so if I take that core CPI number, so that's CPI less the components of food and energy, which is a third of the basket. So you're just looking at the other two-thirds because you think food and energy gets in the way, adds noise, that doesn't help you figure out the direction of prices. Okay, that's fine. Um, that re- just reported, as we talked in the first segment, 4.1%. This is the 12-month growth rate. Now, we know that the Federal Reserve is targeting 2% inflation, but it targets 2% on core PCE inflation personal consumption expenditures inflation that personal consumption expenditures inflation personal consumption expenditures is a different model okay for inflation entirely it's not measuring a fixed basket of goods it is more to like saying here's the basket of goods we just bought what would what part of and here's what it costs how much of that was the was the result of the change of prices over the last year? So rather than fixing the basket at the beginning of the period, at, at, at some old point in time, it's changing the basket every period. Um, indeed, you'll sometimes hear people use the words chain-weighted, which is um, 
which is just a statistical technique to try to smooth the changes in the baskets from month to from month to month. But it's basically looking at how much you've got in the basket today and the relative quantities you buy today versus what you would have bought 12 months ago. Now, there's still there's still imperfections in both indexes. And that's one reason why I think we still keep both of them running and we invest a lot of government uh, employees and 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 energy into computing more than one way to to measure inflation. Because depending on what you're going to measure, these different things give you different information. And sometimes one gives you information that's more useful than the other, but not always. I'm not going to jump down the rabbit hole to talk that part through. I've already done a little rabbit hole jumping already this morning. But anyway, CPI, core CPI, over the last 10 years has traditionally measured on a 12-month window, 12-month average or 12-month inflation window, about three-tenths of 1% higher. So when core CPI is at 2.3, it implies that you're actually at the at the core PCE target that, that the Fed says it's trying to hit of 2.0. So, they, so on core CPI, you don't have to hit 2.0. You hit, try to hit 2.3. But you're still off 4.1. So you're still off a fair amount. They also have measurements over the last, over the decade pre-pandemic, so between 2009 and 2019, and 75% of the time that number is is below 2.5. So we're still in like this tail of the distribution of possible numbers. Now, true, if you went back one year, you would say. 4.1 core CPI is pretty darn good. You wouldn't say that, though, if you went back and looked 10 to 15 years. A couple other measures that I like to use. Median CPI was running at 5.5%. Median is I'm going to is basically so I'm going to take that basket of goods that we described. I'm going to I know I've done this with you on the air before. If you're a regular listener, you're like, "You've said that before." Just humor me. There might be some new listeners, okay? Come on. You take all of the different goods that are in the basket. You measure the change in prices. And then you rank those goods from the smallest change in price, or actually the ones that fell the most, to the ones that rose the most. And you rank them all the way up. There's, There's hundreds of goods in that basket. You go to the one that's right at the median, right at the 50th percentile, and you say, what's the inflation rate there? Over the last 12 months, that number's been at 5.5%, much higher than 4.1. And that average difference is usually about a 2.6. But again, uh, the target at 2.6, median CPI is traditionally a measure that is higher than the target that we're trying to get at. So there's a third measure that the Cleveland Federal Reserve produces, which I actually like the most, which basically says, let me throw out, let me throw out the outliers. So I'm just going to take all of my, I'm going to take all of my changes, that same ranking like we do for median CPI, and then I'm going to chop off 8% 8% at the bottom, the, the bottom 8%, the top 8%, take that 84% that's in the middle. And so they call this the 60, 16% trimmed mean. Not a median, but a mean. And if you don't know those things, I'm going to tell you there's a there's a, actually a fabulous piece about mean, median, and mode, a little statistics lesson that's on Khan Academy. Go, I'll, I'll, I'll find it during the break and send it to you in case you happen to be interested in a little statistics lesson. What's the difference between mean, median, and the third one that we frequently use is mode. But this is a mean rather than a median, which is why it comes out usually to a different number. But it's also averaging up everything in there. And that number comes down to 2.3. 
uh, that number normally 2.3. It's at 4.3% right now. So if I if I take the 4.1, I say, oh, well, there are outliers. There's this, that, and the other thing that are causing. If I throw out the outliers, I still have inflation above 4%. Um, there's a fifth, me- there's another measure that the Atlanta Fed runs, uh, that's called sticky price. That's called sticky price, sticky CPI. Um, again, I retweeted to you. You can read about it. It, it's a longish measure. I don't know that I, I don't know that I put a whole lot stock in it, but it's trying to pick it's again. If I think there is stuff that is highly flexible and highly volatile, right. To get. I'm trying to pull a trend out of noisy data. I have different techniques to do that. The Atlanta Fed's just another technique trying to do that. Sticky CPI is at 5.1. I put the least stock in that one of, of, of all of them. I would rather just go with core CPI because everyone kind of knows and accepts it and and and, and doesn't, doesn't think of there being fiddling going on. The thing about median CPI and trim mean CPI is that the rankings change from month for month so that the number that's right there in that middle or that mean of the middle 84%, there are different goods in there from month to month. And so you're like, well, how, how do you really, does that really make a lot of sense? Um, statisticians uh, have a little issue with, with, with those measures. But my point is, no matter how you slice it, okay, they want to say inflation's heading to 2%. It's still kind of stuck at 4 and so the question becomes, what do we do next? Well, we're going to talk about that coming up right after these messages. You're listening to The King Banyan Show on The Biz, 1440. It's a beautiful Camp Lejeune settlement message. On September 6th, the government announced it will soon begin providing fast, guaranteed settlements to Camp Lejeune Marines, families, and civilians. Awards will range between $100,000 and $550,000, with an option for higher amounts. If you or a loved one spent time at Camp Lejeune and suffered cancers of the bladder, liver, or kidneys, leukemia, non-Hodgkin's lymphoma, Parkinson's, or kidney issues, you may qualify for compensation and could be paid within 60 days after accepting your settlement with your VA benefits fully protected. You may be entitled to a significant financial award for your Camp Lejeune claim, but you must act now. Call the James Harris Law Camp Lejeune helpline now to get the compensation you deserve. We're already fighting for thousands harmed by the water at Camp Lejeune. Call now or you may forever lose your right to be awarded a settlement between $100,000 and $550,000. For your free evaluation, call 800-320-7171. That's 800-320-7171. 800-320-7171. What is your healing? power. Maybe your healing power is helping veterans with PTSD, traumatic brain injuries, depression, anxiety, or loneliness. Is your healing power a simple heartfelt letter or being a volunteer? It is estimated that over a half a million current warfighters will return from service diagnosed with PTSD and 22 veterans will commit suicide every day. Our veterans have paid the ultimate sacrifice for our country. At HealVets.org, you can find out more about the healing power of pen pals, volunteers, therapy kits, and more. Discover your healing power at HealVets.org. Help Heal Veterans, together with you, has been helping one recovering veteran at a time. We are helping veterans heal together. What is your healing power? To find out about your power, visit HealVets.org. This PSA is sponsored by Help Heal Veterans. This is Dennis Prager. Now you can listen to my show when it's convenient for you. And without censorship from big tech, become a member of the ultimate online community for all things Prager. It's PragerTopia Unlimited. Listen to the show on demand when it's easiest for you. This includes every radio show, every segment, and every guest over the last 10 years. And it's commercial free. You can even share your favorite segments with your friends. Plus, you'll get the same email from Alan Estrin that I receive every night about the most important issues to read about. 
PragerTopia Unlimited members can also listen to every program, lecture, and course that is in the Prager store. Thousands of hours. You can even listen to all my Torah teachings for free. Share my passion for free speech. Join today and save 25% off the first year and get a free PragerTopia coffee mug. It's all things Prager, PragerTopia Unlimited. Go to PragerTopia.com or click the banner at DennisPrager.com. Welcome back. Do you remember this? Okay. Did you ever hear this song before you started doing bumpers for radio, Spencer? I did. I'm familiar with it. Oh, wow. Okay. Did your family play it at home? Yeah. I mean, on the radio, more or less, uh, it was very common. I, I... there was a period where there was this major influence of um, of Australian uh, bands here um, in the in in the U.S. and the one I always remember the most. No, it's not them. That has been at work, right? Um, uh, but uh, Midnight Oil, uh, if you've ever heard them, um, fantastic band of that very similar period that never got love up here in the states, like 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 men at work which you know okay i mean it's fine (laughs) i'm just i i don't know i um i don't mind that song i just simply say to myself but why do we hold on to that song uh (laughs) versus some of the other stuff okay spencer furiously uh going through youtube looking for clips of midnight oil now um six five one two eight nine four four seven seven the number to call with questions and comments six five one two eight nine four four seven seven um if you've never heard midnight oil you too should go go look look there there was a there was a time where they were a pretty hot band i thought back at the time but there was a little like a mini australian invasion that was going on back then so let me let me uh um reset for you why why are we saying inflation is too high right over the last over the last 60 months over the last five years the average cpi so that includes both okay you can do the math that takes us back into 2018 so it includes two years of really very very uh modest growth right around the two percent target right uh and and uh you know going back to one to two yeah, right uh and i'm looking there and again core pce that the the target for core cpi if you think core pce is to be at two percent isn't two but actually 2.3 that's the average gap and that's probably because of different ways of measuring those two indices it's probably about a quarter point right two two-tenths, three-tenths, something like that. So they'd say three-tenths. And then you get that period, uh, then you get that period in 2020 in there where prices were dropping. Indeed, we thought we were going to experience real deflation in the in the economy, which I thought, I think if you go back and listen to the podcast at TwinCitiesBusinessRadio.com, I think if you go back and listen to the podcast, I think you'll you'll conclude, my gosh, it is, uh, it is that's that's really kind of dumb. Uh, because there's so much money flowing into the system. But anyway, we all thought deflation might be a real issue in 2020, and so we don't really get the inflation popping back up until the middle of 2021 before, before it gets to above 2%, and that's the days of team transitory. Um, we had to have, a, because we were down, we had to be up a little bit. But over the last five years, the average rate's been 3.8%. We haven't pierced that 3.8% number. We do not have the average core CPI trending below that level and haven't for a while. Now, you could argue, well, that's because you're using a 12-month average. If you use a shorter average, you'd be okay. But that's actually not even true. It was actually pointed out by by, uh, uh, Brian Westbury over at uh, – Brian Westbury uh, over at – over at uh, First Trust Portfolios, uh, Brian and, and uh, Robert Stein, his co-author, noted that that uh, 
the one that th- that Jay Powell and the Fed have said they're watching most closely, Supercore. That's taking out food, energy, all other goods, and housing rents. That jumped 0.6% in September, so it's up 3.8 in the last 12 months, but in the last three months, it's up 4.8%. So if you think that it, that core CPI is, you know, isn't a right measure, you say, well, yeah, but that includes shelter, it includes you know, cars and so forth. It's like, okay, tell you what, what if we just looked at core non-housing services? Because that's what, that's what the Fed is saying. They're watching that number really closely. That number is 4.8% in the last three months. We're not talking about averaging out some stuff that happened in 22 that's no longer relevant. We're just talking about July, August, September. So some folks are getting a little concerned about that, and I and and I thought this was interesting. I thought um, from uh, Nationwide's insurance chief economist Kathy Bozanchik um, had some interesting things to say on C- CNBC about this uh, earlier this week. Let's play some of her. This is cut number eight. But you're watching the services and thinking maybe. That's right, Kelly. Um, we, we, our baseline view is that they're done and they don't necessarily need to do more. Um, you know, the backup and, and long-term yields and tightening of financial conditions overall, you know, do some of the work for the Federal Reserve. Um, however, you know, we see these core service numbers and you look at the super core, uh, which strips out uh, rental inflation. Um, it's still quite buoyant and, um, you know, it was up six-tenths on the month. And year-on-year, still relatively uh, elevated. So I think, you know, it doesn't give them quite the confidence they need yet to declare, yes, we're on our way to 2%. So so there you go. I mean, uh, so I'm looking at these data, and and indeed the first sentence of of Westbury's uh, post uh, about CPI is, the Federal Reserve's fight against inflation is not over. Now, we're going to play mostly in the second hour today of the King Banyan Show. We're going to mostly play all of the all of the chattering of the Fed officials over the last over the last uh, week. So this week and then next week is the two weeks in which the Federal Reserve now has pretty much all the data they need to have. And they're beginning to sort of lay out their stakes, their staking claims about whether or not they want to raise rates, we know that if we look if we look at the uh, if we look at the futures market, about a fifteen to twenty percent chance that they'd raise rates at the November meeting, about only a one in three chance that they'll raise by December. So there's probably a two thirds chance I think that they're done, and and that's being influenced by by that. But this caused a little. This caused a little backup in in people's beliefs because it, it kind of, it, it put them on pause. Let's play a little more. This was uh, uh, Kathy Bozanchik from uh, from uh, Nationwide, um, and on Thursday, cut number nine. I think that you know when I what I'm looking at is, is stripping out the rent. Yes, I, I think there was an anomalous increase, and and our model suggests rental inflation should continue to resume a, a downward trend, but. Um, you know, a lot of the uh, the reason that core CPI overall was held down was because core goods prices. Um, and, and when you take out rents, core services still running quite um, elevated. So, I, again, I, I don't think this tips them and, and suggests that they have to raise rates. I just think it increases the odds a little bit. And, yeah. and we'll have to see at the, you know, the PCE data uh, particularly. So the PCE data will be out in the last week of October. It will come during the quiet period the Fed will have. So that's why you're seeing them out this week in force. Next week, I'm telling you, they're like running to microphones. They are trying to get something on record to say, here's what you should expect. And I I believe this is coordinated. Um, I, think that, I think there's a... I don't know if it's a conference call, a Slack channel. I don't know how Fed officials talk to each other. I don't know if it, maybe it's old-fashioned telephone calls uh, or conference calls. Um, we know from some 
we know from some uh, autobiographies that conference calls are probably more often used at the Fed than than at other places. They seem to like to hop on lines because because it's a distributed system, right? It's it's got twelve regional banks around the country, and so the presidents who are in places that are interesting and tell you what's going on in the Midwest. You got someone in Cleveland, you got someone in Chicago, you got someone in Minneapolis, you got someone in Kansas City. If you're in DC, you'd probably want to talk to them. And I know they don't want to talk to you. So they do a lot of conference calling. There's clearly been some back and forth going on over this last week, but these data did not help them whatsoever. And there's one more thing to talk about in this, which we're going to talk about in just a moment, which is what impact is this having on consumers generally? What are they thinking as well? And we actually got some data about that this week, too. We'll have that right after these messages. You're listening to The King Banyan Show on The Biz 1440. You want to feel important? You want to be a part of something bigger? Something that matters and can help change things. You want to feel like you belong? Well, we felt that way too. I'm First Lieutenant Brandon Beatinger from Champlain, Minnesota, and that's why we did something about it. We aren't just Minnesota Army National Guard soldiers. We are people just like you, and together we can make a difference. Take on your legacy. Visit nationalguard.com forward slash MN to find out more. Sponsored by the Minnesota Army National Guard, aired by the Minnesota Broadcasters Association and this station. 17 national championships, 37 conference titles. There is nothing like being a bison. Inside 10, what a move, cutting to the end zone, touchdown. Be part of the bison journey all season long right here on your home for bison football. Tune in this Saturday for the big in-state matchup. It's NDSU Bison versus the UND Fighting Hawks. Pre-game at noon, kickoff at 1, right here on the Biz 1440. Do you own an annuity, either fixed rate, indexed, or variable? Are you paying high fees and getting low returns? If so, Annuity General would like you to have this free book to learn the pitfalls and mistakes of buying an annuity. The Annuity Do's and Don'ts for Baby Boomers contains the little-known truths about annuities, like how to help reduce your fees and increase retirement income. And it's free. That's right, free. As a bonus, we'll also throw in a free annuity rate report just for calling. We researched over 1,000 annuities and summarized rates and benefits from financially strong insurers. You get annuity do's and don'ts for baby boomers and the annuity rate report, both absolutely free for calling Annuity General today. Hurry, supplies are limited. Call now. 800-914-1358. 800-914-1358. That's 800-914-1358. The Ramsey Show. I don't want to be the little pig in the straw house anymore. I'm going to get my crap together. I'm going to get out of debt and have an emergency fund. I'm going to be the little pig in the brick house so when the wolf comes and blows, I don't have credit card debt. I don't have student loan debt. I don't have car payments. I'm under control and i got a pile of money. You know what would happen? The economy would collapse. No, it wouldn't. The economy would boom. No-nonsense financial talk. Weekday afternoons from 1 to 4 here on The Biz 1440. Don't get lost in the endless stream of misleading headlines. Turn to a leading source of conservative news. Townhall.com. Political cartoons. Thoughtful commentary. And an intelligent perspective on the day's headlines. Townhall.com. A division of Salem Media Group. The Ramsey Show. I don't have credit card debt. I don't have student loan debt. I don't have car payments. I'm under control and I got a pile of money. You know what would happen? The economy would collapse. No, it wouldn't. The economy would boom. Weekdays from 1 to 4 p.m. Live on the Biz 1440. Welcome back. King Banyan Show, The Biz 1440. You know, it's a band that knows how to use the digitaroo. <laughs> Just saying. 651-289-4477, the number to call with questions and comments here on The King Banyan Show. There was one more piece of economic, so there was inflation week. 
and that's what we'll probably call this Inflation Saturday will be the title for this hour's show. Um, there, you know, uh, maybe Inflation Saturday still work to do will be the title. That's, I always have to come up with those, and so I'm just <clears throat> doing my production work out loud. But the other part of news that came out this week on, on, yes, on Friday was the fact that uh, consumer sentiment dropped. Uh, and the drop was largely attributable to what was happening uh, with uh, people's inflation expectations. Inflation expectations are something that I've been trying to wrap my head around pretty much ever since I started graduate school over 40 years ago. Uh, my dissertation was based on trying to come up with with a way to capture the idea that that people voted pros- that, that voting behavior, electoral behavior, was not necessarily just a referendum on what happened over the over the length of time the incumbent was in power, but sort of perspective. What do you expect is going to happen in the next two years, four years, six years, if you vote for Jane versus Joe? And and the answer the answer I, that I got back was that perspective voting actually actually is a thing, that it actually you could actually it to the extent you could measure inflation expectations, which was what I was trying to get at why why it was an economics dissertation was i was measuring inflation expectations in a way that i thought captured how not how a market participant does it but how an average voter does it which is a different information set so it leads to a different set of expectations okay i just gave you the 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 60 second version of what my dissertation was back in 1985 which is when i wrote it uh so or when i finished it i started it my gosh, two years before, but um, it was uh, it is a way to get at that. I've always thought that the University of Michigan survey, which is what came out yesterday, had some very interesting information. I always thought it captured expectations in a way that I thought was more relevant to how people behaved in the public, and particularly in thinking about voting, than they than say. Um, the spread between uh, tips and and nominal treasury securities, um, between inflation tips being inflation protected securities. So Joanne Sue was on. She works for the University of Michigan. She works for the survey, um, and she was on. Oh golly, which uh, which which show is this from? Uh, uh, this must be. Uh, this must be here, right? Um, so this is on, uh, this would be on, golly, I think this is on uh, Bloomberg. Uh, she was, and she had these comments about the report. Let's play cut six, please. Overall, consumers are feeling much more stressed out about inflation than they were just a few months ago. And this is largely being driven by increased concerns over not just gas prices, but food prices as well. Um, I think consumers earlier in in the previous few months uh, felt like that the increase in gas prices was possibly temporary. Um, And now that it's been going on for several months, consumers are getting increasingly and increasingly worried about the future. So what was the price of gasoline, Spencer, over at the uh, at the gas station across the street from the mothership? What? Because I looked at mine this today, and I um, saw... I can't I, remember too much, but I know the other day it filled up, and it dropped. It was in the area about three seventy five. So yeah, they make it. They made it feel. Was it three seventy? Yeah, three sixty five, three seventy five. So they made it feel like it was a significant drop. Yeah, we experienced even a bigger drop. We were down uh, three forty nine. I actually drove by. There's one of those gas stations where you're like, "How can they sell gas so cheap?" Right? Uh, Thursday night, drove by it, and my wife's like, "Is that real?" So yeah, that's the that's the cheapest place in town. That's all we. I, I always look at it when I'm trying to figure out what's the low end of the price curve. Two ninety five nine. Two ninety five nine for gas Thursday night. At a gas station, if you want to know, it's uh, I'll just tell you, it's on Clearwater Road in St. Cloud, uh, near the near the uh, the south end of that of that drive. Um, so I encourage you to do that. But but the point being, right? Prices go up, prices go down, but it, 
it is the it is the case that many people will say, you know, well, yeah, we had inflation, prices went up. So when inflation's over, prices will go back down, right? Nope, sorry, doesn't work that way. An economist knows that economists will say, no, prices aren't going to go back down. And people react with a lag to, and this is one of the things I actually found 40 years ago in this dissertation, their reaction to inflation expectations is actually lag. They're spending, their inflation expectations typically come with about a three to four month lag. So they're still reacting to what they experienced over the summer when when you know we were talking you know when we had this talk over the summer spencer would say hey the the the, the you know the the gas station across the street was uh, posting a number in the fours um it hasn't been too long since we've seen fours but right now uh up and down uh, uh division street the 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 main the main drag the main east west drag through st cloud it's going at 325 now i'm telling you it's will go back up that's this is some local stuff happening, or, or it's actually because of the Clean Air Act uh, that that's happening. But uh, Joanne Sue from the University of Michigan had some additional comments. Let's play this cut seven. Well, well, not so Fair enough. not so much confused as as they are. Um, Unsure, um, because, you know, we saw the increases um, just a few months ago, you know, August, July and August. And I think consumers didn't react too much to it back then. Um, but I think part of the reason was they thought it was temporary. Um, and, I, and I think now that you know consumers are just what we're seeing over the last four months are increased spontaneous mentions of food prices and gas prices. So this is something that's not really limited to one part of the country. We're seeing this apart, across the board. I walked into uh, I walked into my store on Monday this week, the store that my wife and I always shop at. We went walked back to go get our eggs, and there were no eggs on the shelf. Uh, we walked over to where they keep the organic eggs. Okay, and my wife's like, "How much do those cost?" And they were like six, seven dollars, uh, and uh, that's kind of the price shock that I think that I think people are seeing. So I think this infl- I think expectations is is there as well. And I think that's a, again, this is a consumer-led expansion that has delayed the recession. Maybe higher prices are finally going to take a bite out of the consumer and cause them to pull back a little bit. And I don't know if it's that that's happening or the fact that they are having trouble borrowing money. Uh, They've hit the end of their their credit card limit or something, but something just feels afoot. And we'll talk more about that right after these messages on the King Banyan Show on The Biz 1440. The institutions use the markets to create income and get better returns for their investors. They are consistent year after year using tools that most people know nothing about. Learn the skills to invest and trade with the institutions at a free investing class in our local Twin City Center or virtually at 952-814-4410. Discover the tools the institutions use daily at Online Trading Academy, 952-814-4410 or go to learnwithota.com. China is attacking the U.S. patent system, stealing American innovations, and we are helping them do it. The Chinese Communist Party intends to surpass us and to be the world leader in innovative technology. Innovation Race, the shocking new movie from the Tea Party Patriots, exposes the truth. China will use our own technology to threaten our economic and military security. Dominating technology means you dominate the world itself. This is a race that we cannot afford to lose because we're not going to have a country. If China gains control over 5G technology with a flip of a switch, they could remotely turn off our phones, our cars, even our power grid. We've lost sight of what it is to protect this nation. We need to up our game. In today's high-tech world, there's no prize for second place. Watch Innovation Race. Available now on demand or DVD at SalemNow.com. SalemNow.com. What is dedication? I am the father of a nine-year-old little girl and a six-year-old little boy. And I find fatherhood both relentlessly challenging and relentlessly rewarding. My daughter is biological and my son is adopted. I love them both so much. From the morning when you wake up to putting them to bed at night and every moment in between, it really is so special. And boy, is it exhausting. 
One thing that I fear about being a parent is the future for my children. I think a parent's job is to protect our children, but also prepare them for the world so they become good, kind human beings. But I'm also hopeful that the future holds a more inclusive and compassionate world for them. That's dedication. Find out more at fatherhood.gov. Brought to you by the U.S. Department of Health and Human Services and the Ad Council. This is Jane Robolo, co-host on Leading the Way with Dr. Michael Youssef. When it comes to supporting local food banks or raising money for those in need, our listeners know they can count on this station to lend a helping hand. More than 80 million Americans depend on AM radio monthly for community connection. A new bill in Congress would ensure AM radio remains free in vehicles. If you value this station, help ensure it stays in vehicles for the next generation by visiting dependonam.com. The Biz 1440. Three-star general, Michael J. Flynn, head of the Pentagon Intelligence Agency, knew all the government's dirty secrets. He was one of the most respected generals in the military. Flynn knew what the intel world had been up to. He understood its funding. He ordered the first audit of the use of contractors. This set off alarm bells. The explosive new documentary, Flynn, deliver the truth, whatever the cost, and covers the facts behind this scandal. Flynn told the truth. He was the most dangerous person for Donald Trump to hire. I find out the worst enemy that I'm going to face in my life is right here in America. They took my assessment and they wanted me to change it. I was like, I'm not changing it. They had to get rid of Flynn. With in-depth interviews, archival footage, and never-before-seen personal records of the man behind the headlines. I just felt like I was drowning. Flynn. Deliver the truth, whatever the cost. Available now. Watch it today. Go to salemnow.com. salemnow.com.